You can. I'm fine with that. <laughs> of course, it's the Rhythm Nation count. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Off Kilter No Filter. And actually, Happy New Year from Off Kilter No Filter. Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah. Happy New Year. And we are starting off the new year of 2023 with. Ugh. I know, right? With uh, my, or not my, but our tributes to one of uh, my, if not the most favoritist artist, <laughs> right, of all time. And I can say yeah. that because I went to school and got my degree and I was the bestest. So. Yes, you were the bestest. Yeah. Yes. And... Well, and, and and this is this is this is not this is a take three for us on Janet Jackson. I know, right? Yes. Well, third time's <laughs> the charm, and it's in 2023, and she's going on tour in 2023. So, we are talking about the one and only Janet, Miss Jackson. Yes. Because I'm nasty. Yes. That's right. That's right. Me too. That's right. Mm -hmm. and not ashamed of it. I don't give a damn. I'm, Nobody I'm says too. I will fight you over some Janet Jackson. Anyway, yes, that's a hill I'll die on. Yeah, mm hmm, mm hmm. I, I love Janet too. Yes, I do too. Not as much as you, obviously, <laughs> but I do. Well, you know, I've I've grew up with her. Yes, she and I are not that far far apart in age. Mm hmm. Uh, she was born in 1966. Yeah. So, yep. So she's three years older mm -hmm. than me. I, for a while, I thought she and my uncle had the same birth year, but he was born in 1963. Um, ah. I was like, hey, you're the same as Janet Jackson. It's like, I actually know he's not. But that's okay. He's born in the same decade. Yeah. Ha ha. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> yep, me too. Exactly. I was too. Yes. I was the end of the fucking decade, but I was there. I was there. <laughs> Spring of that year, too. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I was be born before the moon landed. Before the. Ah, look at that. A couple months, but before that, hey, why not? It's a seminal moment, right? <laughs> yeah, How do you get yeah. those like seminal moments? That's just weird. Like, who coins those? Who categorizes those? I don't... What does seminal mean? I know, right? <laughs> I need that to was the other thing, up. too. I'm like, what the hell is seminal? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? Right? I don't, I'm gonna have to I don't really look it up. <laughs> seminal. A seminal, like S S. Hold on. I thought it started with a C. Seminole. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, S-E-M-I-N-A-L. Ah. Okay. Strongly influencing later developments of work, event, moment, or figure. I guess that makes sense. A seminal moment is strongly influences later developments. Uh. Or relating to or denoting... No, that's, that's oh, that's well, no, I saw that. Yeah, never yeah. Mind. Nope. <laughs> nope, it's not one of those it's, moments. It's not one of those moments. <laughs> the, for our listeners, the second, the second definition of seminal is relating to or denoting semen, and they don't mean the guys on, on submarines. <laughs> they mean the spermato. Here's 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 the example sentence for that one. The spermatozoa are washed to separate them from the seminal plasma. Ah, okay. 
I mean, it's not boring. At least it wasn't sexy. That was not yeah, sexy Yeah, that's all, all. anodyne. <laughs> like, yeah. That's right. I use anodyne in a sentence. I know what that one is. I don't know what that means either. Now I gotta look that up. You and your fancy words, anodyne. It was on my word calendar. I'm kidding. I don't have a word Oh calendar. my God. I got okay, anodyne. <laughs> Adjective. Not likely to provoke dissent or offense. Mm -hmm. Inoffensive, often deliberately so. Yes, because they talk about that in history books. They're written to be anodyne. <laughs> <sighs> Not likely to provoke dissent or offense. Mm -hmm. In other words, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anodyne. That's my new word. Yes. Anodyne. Not to be confused with cyberdyne. It's cousin. Cyber I'm kidding. What's cyberdyne? No, from Terminator, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just learning all kinds of anodyne. I learned all kinds of new words. Today. That's like iodine, but that's for like cuts and bruises. Seminal, yeah. seminal, and anodyne. Yes. See, I learned stuff today, Byron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Just... Oh, is that where you learned those? Uh, partially actually quick aside speaking of Buffy yeah Anya uh I was watching an episode that centered around her and apparently she was around for the Russian Revolution because she's a vengeance demon oh yeah she talked about sure the pro the proletariat and the ushering in of social economic stability thanks to communism the first time I watched that Literary. episode in 2003, I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. Uh, Except for communism. I knew that part. I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. I was like 16. And so now I watch it now. I was yep, like, I know what those words mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like Ed in, uh, See? in uh, uh, oh shit, uh, Good Burger, where uh, Kel's oh. character is reading the context. <laughs> Ooh, I know these words. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, huh? See, interesting. Learning stuff from Buffy all the time. Mm -hmm. It's quite hilarious. I love it. I would want. I need. I need to find the free version because you know Prime did a bait. The did a did a did me dirty. I got. You. So I watch. I'm watching like all of it, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, you want to watch the rest of season two and all the other seasons? Bitch, you got to pay now." I got you. And I'm like, "What?" I got you covered. We will, we will discuss this okay. after this podcast because y'all ain't coming out to be shit. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which I mean, just, it just all means right. I'm well, going to let you borrow let's the go. DVDs yeah. too. Anyway. <laughs> oh yes, I'll borrow the DVDs. Yes. That's thank you, Byron. I shall borrow your DVDs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but on to the 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 queen of, yes. of the musical slayers, Miss Janet. Yes. Yes. Ah, I've been. I always liked Janet, like when I was little. Um, like I always liked her, but I like fell in love with her uh -huh. when I was twelve. Yeah. 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 Because um, I'd always liked her music and. Like I've said in other episodes, like Rhythm Nation definitely played or had an impact on me when I was little, because um, the video was always on MTV, and yeah. sonically, I mean it's just a damn good song and a really damn good album. It is. Um, and it's got a good message too. Mm -hmm. I just all of it. I mean, it's, there's nothing. Well, it, yeah. it showed me too that like, especially when it came to pop music or 
what was considered pop. It's like you, you could have music with a message. Um, yeah. And there had been like, well, especially this is 1989. So um, you're having the emergence of hip hop. Um, and there's a difference between hip hop and rap. Um, but you had like yes. an emergence of like, especially like conscious rap, um, like Queen Latifah, MC Light at the time, they would talk about um, what was going on, not only in the neighborhood, but like uh, black culture or society, mm -hmm. especially coming from Queen Latifah and MC Light talk about being a woman um, in society. Uh, of course, this this is 1991, but, um, or not, was it 90? No, it was 91 or 92, whatever. UNITY comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was 91. Was it 91? It's like 91, yeah. yeah. I, I think 92. Somewhere in there. Um, she uh, she puts that out. She starts, you know, she starts out, who you calling a bitch? Uh, you know, exactly. So, um, you have that. And again, you know, Janet is talking about uh, racism, sexism, education, trying to reach the, you know, the next generation. Um yeah. You know, and we're all in this together. She even talked about how the Rhythm Nation video is shot in black and white because it's not just this, you know, again, talking about white supremacy, black and white. It's like there's shades of gray with everybody. It's like we all fit into um, this society one way or another. And if we're going to live in a better world, it's all up to us to make it that way. I mean, it's, it's in the song. Yeah. So, yep. um, again, that's the impact that it had at a, at a young age. I, I remember seeing the video at like four um, and just being enamored by wow. it. It's like the dancing and the, the visuals. And, oh, yeah. You know, and then I, I learned, I think a little bit later, you know, like that's that's Michael's sister. And I liked Michael Jackson. So I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know you could do. Because, you know, as a little kid, you, you know, you think there's just kind of like, you know, individuals here and there. You don't you don't know that they could be related. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or you think everybody's related with that name. This is also true because when I got a little bit older, there's like Freddie. Every Jackson in the world. Yes, there's Freddie Jackson, who is a singer, but he is not related to the Jackson family. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I thought about that too. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Janet, Latoya, Rebe, Michael, Jermaine. Like, I went through all of them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who the hell is Freddie? Well, there were a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, exactly. There, <laughs> there's at least a lot of them. Well, there's. There's nine that we know of, right? There was supposed to be a that tenth one. Was supposed to be there was a tenth one, but because uh, Barlin was a twin, but he died. Um, okay. The twin Pat he died in utero, is my understanding. Oh. So oh, um, that's a shame. So I was like just going through all of them, and I'm like, who the hell is Freddie Jackson? When did he show up? It's... He's not part of like well, he's not part of the family, but he is a singer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, so the joke, of course, is like, you know, if I'm going to pay $200 for a ticket, I better get Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Freddie Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson better be on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want all the Jacksons. All the Jacksons, yes. I want uh, all the Jacksons. You know, I want Alan Jackson. No, but anyway. <laughs> Isn't he the country yeah. person? I, yes. Actually, it's kind of funny yes. because when I worked at the bank, um, there is a couple whose names are Janet and Alan Jackson. They said they get a kick out of it. They go to hotels and stuff and they have to be paged yeah. to the to the 
uh, front desk or whatever. Miss Janet Jackson, mm -hmm. you have a phone call. What? There's a phone call for a Miss Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. They do. They go like, uh, well, uh, and this really old white lady stands yeah. up. Well, <laughs> that, and, yeah, she was nice too. I like her. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny when I I first met her and I pulled up her account and I I just stared at it and I tried not to like bust out laughing. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, because I've always said like, I want to meet Janet Jackson. It's like, well, you never said asking. You said I'll be seen. It just, it just never said yeah. which Janet Jackson. So which yeah, Janet I mean, Jackson. like, be more specific. You got to be more specific. <laughs> like, if you're gonna wish for something, mm -hmm. the genie always says, read the fine print. So you said you wanted to meet Janet Jackson. You just didn't say the the popular Janet Jackson, right? Yeah. And so and I I, I caught myself because I was like. Okay, yeah, so your name is like your name is really Janet Jackson. Oh, it's hilarious. And, it, and I was like, Yeah, it's like, do you get mistaken for the real Janet Jackson? She's like, I am the real Janet. I mean, I'm sorry, that's the wrong thing. You knew what I meant. She's like, Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. But she yeah, she took it she's like, I Yeah, am. I get it. And it's I mean, at this point it's fine. And she she was a fan of her too, so it it went over well. But that's how I learned. She's like, Yeah. Yeah, her husband is Alan and it's pretty funny when they go to hotels or whatever. But so Shout sure. out to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yes. Uh, anyway, my history with Janet, uh, summing it all up, I always liked her. Um, and again, and, and it was 2000. It's like when I like really just fell in love with her. Like I always liked her. Anytime yeah. like her songs came on the radio or whatever, I was like, yeah, it's Janet. So I got to watch just because. But um, in 2000, she released a song called Doesn't Really Matter because she was in the clumps and um, she's uh, Professor Clump, uh, Eddie Murphy's character. She's his fiance in the movie and they get married. Um, and so the song is about, it doesn't matter what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. Cause like you could be, you know, this overweight guy or whatever, but it's, you know, your soul, your heart that she's in love with. It's like, oh, she's talking to me. <laughs> Because I was, I was a fat kid, yeah. and, you know, I had self-esteem issues and everything like that. But then it's like, shoot, I could marry Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's cute though. Yeah. That's 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 kind of nice, you know. I love that song. It's my favorite song. It's just a nice story. <laughs> um, and so from there, um, it was just all about Janet. So then, in that was two thousand. In 2001, yeah. uh, she put out uh, All For You. So it was kind of like a resurgence for her. And yeah. um, uh, that fall, actually. Uh, Is that when she got like super sexy when she had her hair up and she was wearing like the crop shirt? And... No, that was the Janet era. That was, a two, that was in 1993. Um, no, before that. Because it, it was before I left Texas to move to Michigan. When she did the, um, um, hold on. Uh, that's the way love goes. Yeah, yeah that was that's that was the, the Janet era. That was ninety three. Oh, okay, that that was. Mm -hmm. Uh uh, because I had I had not moved to Michigan yet. Nope, I promise you. I I listened. The to song that. made it came out in like ninety two, but that was that that yeah. era was ninety three. The album came okay. out in ninety three. Because I I'm yeah. talking about the song. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Because that that song. Because I I listened to that song before. Before I moved to uh, Michigan, mm -hmm. yep, because um, yeah. that was kind of like towards the end of the New Jack Swing era. Um, 
Yeah. Um, and in fact, because that was released as the first single, her label wanted to release "If" as the first single, um, and she's like, "Nah, you know, let's let's just kind of, you know, we'll slow it down a little bit or whatever, just to kind of give people something new." Because New Jack Swing is like very up tempo, and there's like a lot of instrumentation yep. going on. Um, but by the early, that's still the early '90s, that it kind of started to like fade out or phase out. Um, so songs started yeah. getting uh, slower and a little bit more like minimal. It's kind of the same thing with pop music now, since everything goes in cycles. A lot of um, songs now don't seem to have that much to them. Part of that is just because technology has progressed so much um, that yeah. the computer does a lot of the work for you. Um, but it there's this kind of like drawing back when it comes to music production and that was kind of the same thing in the early 90s where um, you know New Jack Swing had horns and drum machines and, um, and gosh and uh, what, what else pianos and uh, guitars and some, some uh, instances I mean you name it and so by the early 90s um that was starting to be like too much, I guess. And then just, I mean, you know, taste change, trends change, blah, blah, blah. So when right. uh, That's the Way Love Goes came out, you know, if you listen to that compared to songs from Rhythm Nation that came out, you know, three years before, there's a stark contrast. What's the one in between? There's something in between. In between where? In between Rhythm Nation and That's the Way Love Goes. What what's in between that? Um uh the best thing in life uh the best things in life are free. Hang on. Um there's I'm looking I'm looking for a specific song. Let me There was Black Cat. Let me Cat. check my Spotify. Yeah, and I think it's from that album. Black Cat's from I'm Rhythm thinking. Nation and Love Will Never Do Without You. Okay. That's the one I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. So in that one, in that one, she's got her hair up. Okay, yeah. And yeah, she's wearing those jeans and that crop shirt, and she's uh, my god. Yes, yeah. That's the one that definitely came out before I left. Yes, that's the end of the the Rhythm Nation era. Mm -hmm. Well, like officially, because it's still got a New Jack sound to it, yes. but it's you know. yes. Um, and actually, God, that sound song is great, but god damn, she looks amazing in that video. And that's it was like holy crap. That's where she like. She got, she got super sexy. Super, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a combination of that video sexy. <laughs> and the, she said uh, doing the movie Poetic Justice really opened her up a lot. Oh, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I had never seen that until 2008. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. that movie. I never heard her cuss until, well, actually, no. Actually, no. I never heard, like, she says damn, but damn's like, you know, PG. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Like yeah, when she cussed out Tupac, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I had never heard Janet say the f word before. Right? See, honestly, that's the first time I had. I, that was my introduction, really, to Tupac. Right? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. I had never. Mm -mm, I never heard. Um, there was that one, and then there's a. Uh, I'm jumping all around, but anyway, there's the Velvet Rope album, and there's a song called "What About." it's actually talking about what turns out to be an abusive relationship but she like goes mm -hmm. off on her well in the song anyway her boyfriend or fiance or whatever because he asks her to marry marry him and you know she's taken aback 
and then she she goes through her thoughts of like you know what about this what about that what about this and in the song she's yeah. like what about the time you said you just fuck her she only gave you head like the first time i heard that i was like damn janet is one mad it's, that's right two, out there like, yeah i've never heard janet say fuck before wow yeah interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's serious too, yeah. man. That's like a yeah. that's a that's a serious topic yeah. right there. Yeah, like okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all of that yeah. is to say, bringing you back to two thousand and one. Um, yeah, I uh, I got my friends together uh, and taught them the Rhythm Nation routine because um, mm-hmm. I had started learning. Uh, Janet's dance routines like over the summer um now how'd you do that uh the video came on uh the video came on uh tv and uh was it came on on 106 and park I remember that and so I recorded it and then and this is when we used to have VCRs right so some VHS tapes I recorded it and then um I just watched it over and over because it was a routine that I I had seen um, yeah. And at the time, I thought it's like Rhythm Nation is one of the hardest routines, um, hardest dance routines because it, it's so tight, it's so you know militaristic and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, yes, uh, Michael Jackson has really good dance routines, but in my opinion, and it's not because I'm biased, I'm not saying Janet is a better dancer than Michael, but Janet had better dance routines, in my opinion. I think part of it is because with with Michael's videos, a lot of it was focused on him because he is, you know, such a good dancer, which is fine. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff that that um, he does, only he can do. Like the, yeah. the other dancers. Because they're Michael specific. Right, exactly. Well, like the other dancers, they can maybe imitate certain things, but like Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, right? So yeah. his dance routines, if it wasn't like something that everybody was doing at one time, like a thriller or or smooth criminal, um, it was really just Michael being Michael, which is which is great. That's why Michael yeah. Jackson is Michael Jackson. But when Janet um, had her videos, it was more about the ensemble. So to me, the presentation looked, I don't say better, but like cleaner, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, with like Rhythm Nation, Miss You Much, um, the Knowledge, If, um, all of those dance routines, because the the presentation is a lot cleaner and a lot uh, more clear, I really gravitated towards yeah. those. So and plus, again, being the fat kid, I was like, well, if I could learn this, one, I've learned their dance routine, but two. I can also show people that you know big kids can dance, or big big people can move, especially because yeah. at the time, um, people weren't in in school anyway. The kids weren't really doing anything. Like when we had dances or or assemblies or whatever, they were boring. Also, yeah. nobody was doing anything. When when some of the kids would get up there and perform, all they honestly would do is just shake their butts and like we're 12, 13, 14 years old. It's like you barely have an ass to shake. So yeah. sit down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it was boring to watch. It was just like, 
I see this in the music videos, and that's fine in the music video, but this is a school. Also, it, the novelty wears off in like the first 30 seconds. You know, and these. Well, and these, it's not showing any kind of true talent. Yeah, and you know, and the. I can shake my ass too, but. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you remember, I'm not going to say their names on this podcast, but you remember seeing some of the performances. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just kind of like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. You know, so that was the driving force behind it. It was really just to do something different um, and to do something that was really technical. Uh, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have did, did uh, excuse me, I should not have done Rhythm Nation first only because it was so, the bar was like set so high. We should have like built up to it. But, um, I mean, it's history now. Oh my gosh! But y'all did. did. I mean, it's, we did. it's cool. Yeah. And um, we ended up performing it for the first time. There was like this parents' function or, or something, and mm -hmm. um, like nobody had seen it before. I remember being nervous. In fact, because my mom recorded it, because my parents, but my mom and dad were there. My sister was there, um, cool. so they recorded it. And I, I'm like stuttering over words and I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm freaking the hell out because I've not been, I've always been an entertainer, but it's a lot different when you're 14, um, especially uh -huh. when you're like in front of people that you're not really sure if they like you, you're not sure if they're going to support you, you're not sure if you're really supposed to be in this space. I mean, all these things are going through my mind at 14. And um, so I get it, you know, everybody comes in or whatever, whatever. Um, I finally get through my opening speech and then, and then the music comes on and we, and we perform. And for me, it's like, when you get into it, it's like the performer takes over. So, you know, yeah. to me, I'm, I'm thinking like we're reenacting the video. So, you know, it's like, in yeah. my mind, you know, you got the camera cuts and everybody's in step and blah, blah, blah. Right, and so when I watched, and it was funny too, because we when we start, um, the crowd goes crazy. It's, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, and I can hear my mom. She's like, "Yeah, go, go!" And I was like, <laughs> "So that was that was." That's fun. cool, though. Yeah, that's fun. I still have the tape. I think my mom put it on DVD. I think she did. I'm not sure. I hope so. That'd be cool. I'm not sure. We'll see now. I don't know. I watch back. I look at it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but that's cool you were 14, 14. man that's cool yeah. though that's ah, weird um but from there um we uh so i guess we ended up kind of like bringing down the house with it which was which was fun that was definitely like empowering at the time yeah um, and then it kind of fell off after that um because of course we were 14 15 at the time mm -hmm. so of course hormones and school social pressures and blah 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 so everybody ends up leaving uh for one reason or another and then i'm by myself and so i'm still doing dance and, and actually teaching routines and, and stuff but trying to get people to perform was the the hard part um yeah and so after a while i was like I'm not going to beg anybody. So it's like, I ended up just doing it by myself, um, which is a plus and a minus because 
on the one hand, it's showing people that, you know, again, being the big kid, you can actually do stuff. But on the other hand, yeah. the problem was, and th this came to my attention later, or was brought to my attention later, apparently I intimidated people. Really? I, which was surprised, it was a surprise to me too. I was like, really? I don't know. You're one of the nicest people I know. Right? And... You're very friendly. And, and it was inviting too. It's like, I mean, I can teach this stuff to you. I think that's part of where my patience comes from too, especially when I'm working with um, my classmates or even my coworkers mm -hmm. and they don't get something right away. I was just like, well, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like, okay, let me break it down into smaller steps or, you know, be more accommodating um, because, you know, you may not understand something um, clearly or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, people. I remember talking to is one of my one of my teachers. Um, they're like, yeah, the people are kind of intimidated by you. It's like, why? And not even just why, but like how. It's like, well, I mean, you just get up there and you do you do all your stuff and you're unapologetic oh, about yeah, okay. it. It's like, well, I would think that would be a good thing. And I'm telling them they can do the same yeah. thing. So how is this a problem? Yeah. But I guess well, whatever. That's... <laughs> well. I can kind of understand that. I mean, if they're expecting to do it right away, mm -hmm. but you know, you're good at it because you are a great dancer. Mm -hmm. And so if they're like, oh, you know, I can't do it like that. And then they get intimidated. But like you said, I mean, you can teach them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, but... I don't know, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I did that throughout high school. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I got flack for it. Cause it was like, you're always dancing to Janet Jackson. So, well, I danced to other stuff if at the time I had um, the internet because we had just gotten the internet um, and this is mm -hmm. still dial up yeah I'm that old oh, yeah. so uh, <laughs> and I and this is also around the time with like um, Napster and Kazaa and all mm -hmm. those websites like file oh, sharing yeah. stuff where that was still up yep. in the air and it didn't matter anyway because again I had dial up so it's not like I had a connection to get anything. Um, yeah. And I didn't right, either. yeah. <laughs> I had dial up well, too. Yeah. I tried, but yeah, my mom's like, "Yeah, you're not doing that." And then, <laughs> yeah. Um, even when we got DSL, um, it's still. I was still kind of like nervous about downloading stuff anyway. And yeah, I was too. I was a grown up, and I just yeah, I didn't do it. Well, that and then um, the stuff that was out, especially it felt dirty. Well, it, that and part of it was a large part for me anyway was that there wasn't anything or there was barely anything out at the time that you could dance to at least in school. Because um, that's the other yeah. thing too. It's like all the stuff that's on the radio. Of course, it's the radio version. When you get the when you yeah, buy the actual CD, true. it's like no, no, you you can't perform this in school. Um, yeah. So that was part of it. that was a large part of it, and also the stuff that was popular. Yeah, you couldn't really dance to it. It wasn't really designed for you to dance to it. Not really. Right. Not, not the not in the kind of way. Um, at least it's, not in the way that dancing. I was thinking. Right, or the way that I yeah, am, yeah. and I'm not saying that as it wasn't up to my standards. I mean, it's as far as um, it's a style, a matter of yeah. style. And if it's just, it just wasn't it a style fit. that you know you were going to be able to dance to. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. So because it was, 
And one of the other things that I always noticed was that some of the kids would always get together and do, they would dance to like Kurt Franklin or, uh, or like uh, hip hop Christian music or something like that. Like that's the genre, mm -hmm. but they'd be up there doing, you know, shaking their butts and stuff. I'm like, so you're shaking your butts to Jesus loves me? Yes, I know. But one of these things is not like the other. It doesn't really make sense. So, oh, that's hilarious. I mean, it was really funny. They'd be up there, whatever. I can't remember. There were a few. There was one Kurt Franklin song called Do You Want a Revolution? And you can dance to that. But the, the and it was always girls. It was all the girls. The girls would get up there and you know dress and they could they would try to get away with what they could in school uh right yeah and sure. um and they we always have right kids always they have. always have but like they would do that and it just it didn't make make any sense like i didn't know this word in high school but the juxtaposition of being up there yeah. trying to show off your your midriff or your burgeoning cleavage as you're gyrating mm -hmm. to a Kurt Franklin song, like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it never, it never oh, really hit yeah. well either. Like, cause the, the audience didn't really get it. Of course the parents are there and they're like, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. And with me, I think carrying the ideas of Rhythm Nation or, or being a performer, it was always, it's about the dance or the performance and then the overall message versus I guess looking good or well for me I wasn't trying to look cute the girls are trying to look cute I wasn't doing that but uh, you know yeah. it wasn't about sexiness or whatever it's like this is school <laughs> yeah so right I don't know all that is to say um, Janet has played a, a major role as far as like being a performer but then also inspiring me to um to make an album i always wanted to do that um mm -hmm. and i modeled uh my my writing process or even just the sound of the album i modeled it after some of janet's stuff again rhythm nation being the biggest influence because you can hear it when you listen to roadblocks or um square one in fact when i played double standard for my sister the for the first time she's like it sounds janet-esque i was like that's not bad that's good company to be in that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly she's like she liked it she's like i like it's a great it. album she's like i like it but it's janet-esque i'm like that's fine i'll take it yeah exactly i'll, right? yeah, I'll take that that oh shit yeah I mean, at least she didn't say it was crap or it sounded like i don't know New Kids on a Block or something. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that is not shade to New Kids the on the Block. The older I get, yeah, I was going to say, the older I get, the more I like New Kids on the Block, yeah. though. Well, you know, actually, it's funny. One of the songs from Janet on her Control album, mm -hmm. it wasn't a it wasn't a single, but it's, um, I think it's Does, Does He Know I'm Alive. Um, there's a, the bridge in that song is similar to um, uh, New Kids on the Block, the right stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the way that she sings the bridge is the same way, is the same melody how they sing their song. I was like, Interesting. Uh -huh. And she did it first because Control came out in 86 and the right stuff came out in like, yeah. what, 88? Uh-huh. Like mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, jerks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my, my introduction to Janet was far earlier, of course. Mm-hmm. My introduction to Janet, I want to say the first time I saw her was on Good Times. It is for a lot of people. When she played Penny. Yeah. Yeah, when she played Penny. Um, and I did not put two and two together. Like, when Control came out, I was just looking at that going, God, she looks, I, okay, it's Janet Jackson. I, oh, she looks from, why, where have I seen her someplace else, though? Right. And then it was like, oh, oh she played Penny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because I, yeah. And I, I, I loved her character. I mean, I felt it was one of those things where it was just such a, that show is amazing. Now, we talked about TV shows, but I think we should talk about, like, socially conscious TV shows. Have an episode about that. Yeah. Oh, you mean those woke TV shows? Because Good Times is one of them. All in the Family is another. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially of the 70s. Like, All in the Family mm-hmm. and Good Times. Those two in particular from the 1970s are extremely important. But anyway. So, yeah. So, if, for those that don't know, um, Janet plays a little girl named Penny who lives in the same building uh as as the family does and she is abused uh and they find out she's being abused and then their friend Walona adopts her mm-hmm. um so that way there's a happy ending to it but it it addressed child abuse in a really in your face way too though that was that was weird because there's a scene where she's taking off her shirt i don't remember what it's for and they see that she's got iron burns mm-hmm. on her back and she shows up late to her apartment and her mom like is ironing and takes the iron and goes after her. Yep. And Janet is such a little actress. I cried when I saw that that episode. It was uh, weird. I saw that obviously in retrospect, but they they did like they being VH1 did a a history mm-hmm. of Janet at the time. Sure. And they played that. I was like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I it was it was a yeah, it was a it was an emotional episode for sure. You know, they she'd been there uh, several times on that show several times. You know, you get to know Penny but not like that episode. That episode was crazy. Mm. It was just uh so, you know, <laughs> cringy now. I guess you'd use that word now. Yeah. <laughs> um and then and then yeah, so then when Control came out, you know, I'm I'm a teenage girl. Mm. And I'm listening to that, and and it's like so awesome uh, that I I loved every song on that album, of course, uh, and it just it was it was like almost like an anthem, mm-hmm. you know. She was so not like the other Jacksons, right? <laughs> In my opinion, that even even because I didn't know about is it Reba, Reby, the one of them, Reby. I did not know about her. Like you, we've talked about this before. Have you heard that song "Centipede"? You, you, uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, because I guess technically, like I might have and just didn't. Right, know. I guess technically, like Reby Jackson is a one-hit wonder because "Centipede" was a it was a, a top twenty hit, whatever. It, it charted on the bill. Okay, then probably I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, and I didn't know. You know, I didn't know maybe that she was a Jackson. We're gonna put that in air quotes. Right. A Jackson. You know, I I didn't know maybe. So the only other female I knew of was Latoya. Latoya. Um, which, you know, okay, you know, that's all right. But Latoya, back then, I hate to say it, but she became a joke, kind of. She did. You know, comparatively, yeah. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, I grew up 
obviously, I mean, I was introduced to Michael long before Jack, Janet, of course, because mm-hmm. when I grew up, I was like five, and on the back of a Cheerio box, I got a Jackson 5 ABC yep. 45 that was on the back of a Cheerios box. So that was my introduction to the Jackson 5, right? So I was like a big fan, a kid, right? Uh, and uh, so so I knew who they were. So then when I found out, you know, Janet is their younger sister, I thought it was like the Osmonds, you know, all these boys and just a girl. And then I found out there was Latoya, and I was like, oh, Latoya's weird. Okay, so still, all these boys and Janet. <laughs> um, because I just... <laughs> No personal offense to Latoya. It's just she just she was just not she was just uh, <laughs> she just was not you know my style. Right. <laughs> um, and and so uh, so Janet became like you know a, a symbol for a teenage girl like me, you know that she she was you know in this big family, but now she's like you know because for the longest time I I admired of course uh, uh, Marie Osmond because I was a huge Donnie Marie fan. Mm-hmm. But then she sang country and I lost it. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't like country. So, you know, I'm all right with not, not worshiping Marie Osmond anymore. And then, uh, although, you know, Donnie Osmond was still one of my first celebrity crushes. And then, uh, so Janet became like, you know, oh, this, you know, I admired her a lot. Especially because of the other icons that were in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was such a... I don't know. She she felt like more contempt. Well, she was more contemporary. She's only three years older than me, so definitely much more of where I was thinking rather than like Madonna. Mm-hmm. You know, because Madonna was like she was too much older. Um, so I just I didn't I I like Madonna's '80s songs. Mm-hmm. I, she's there's something wrong with her now. I don't what the fuck is wrong with that woman <laughs> now. I don't know. She's lost it, man. It's we you and I have talked about we talked about this at like Thanksgiving or when Liz was yeah. here. She is there's something really wrong with her. But okay, we'll put her aside. So that's what admirable about Janet also is she is she she now, you know, has done is doing what, you know, Madonna could have done also, and that is, you know, you become you become uh you know, definitely that that influence upon everybody mm-hmm. you know to where i look at her now and yeah i don't like beyonce but she you know she's doing it too to where you're like wow these women are like that's who you want to be oh yeah that's if you go into the music but you want to be those women mm-hmm. you don't want to be these other you want to be the this woman oh, yeah. you want to be janet jackson you want to be oh yeah you can and so to me she's just you know you can see it um beyonce mm-hmm. sierra janelle Monet. yeah i mean even in the guys too mm-hmm. bruno mars uh Chris mm-hmm. Brown, and yes, Chris Brown may, may lean more towards Michael, but you can see Janet in his performance. Um, Jason Derulo, yep. Zendaya, um, definitely, I said Sierra, but definitely Sierra. Um, in fact, so much so that um, Janet was on 106 in Park back in 2006, and Sierra had a song called Get Up. And the video... Uh, was very Janet-esque. And so what happened, yeah. they asked Janet, what does she think about the video? And Janet's like, well, kind of reminds me of me. It's like, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just like, she, because she knows Sierra personally. She's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to diss her or anything like that. It's just, she's talked about how, uh, you know, I, being Janet, have been such a an influence on her or whatever, whatever. So if you watch yeah. Sierra's videos, 
And even see like one of Sierra's live performances she did, I don't know if it was necessarily an homage to Janet, um, but because my mom and I had seen, I forget what the war show it was too, but we had watched it and it's like, yeah, that's Janet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, that's again, you know, when Control came out, I was like, yes, this is my album, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, female singers was concerned because all, all the songs are, are terrific. Mm-hmm. And they, they did kind of express how, you know, how I was feeling as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it was great. And then, yeah, when, when, uh, the, the one we were talking about, uh, before That's the Way Love Goes, why do I, oh. why am I blanking on that song? Love will never do without you. Yes. When I saw that video, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> Look at her. Because, yeah, Rhythm Nation, it was like, oh, come on. This this is like, this is brilliant. And the, the lyrics of the song was like, yes, you know, that's it's that's great. Yes, we need to come together. We need to blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you see the, the video. You know, you're just like, wow, she is Adam. so amazing. And then that's the way love goes it's like wow what a sexy ass song right i actually had a mind <laughs> it was so great i had a mind degree for the nation oh, did i you? did yeah because it's um it's the second verse and she's like this is the test no struggle no progress then lend a hand to help your brother do his best right that those are the words yeah. but i thought she okay. was saying um like this is a test no struggle no progress then I have to help your brother do his best. Like, cause, cause Janet is, oh. is she's mad in the song, right? And I thought, yeah. like, well, shit, Janet's not messing around. It's like, then I have to help your brother do his best. Like, look, if y'all not gonna do it, then I'm gonna have to do it. And you don't want me to, so you better get up and do, do something. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's all right. Wow, that's cool. Oh, that's funny. So I was like, okay. Now, now I know the words, but I was like, yeah, I'm still not messing with you, Janet. <laughs> right. Well, she's she's definitely you know uh, on my top ten mm-hmm. of female artists, and definitely probably my top twenty five of all artists. Okay. Male and yeah, you know, and male and female. She's definitely up there. Um, you know, I love almost all the songs I ever hear by her. There's some that's just like okay, that's you know because. Mm-hmm. You can't always have a hit or, right. or a winner for everybody, right? right? But it's still, for the most part, if anybody was to ask me, you know, about influences on my life, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's got a couple soundtracks of a couple of my years, oh, yeah. for sure. I was I like now that she's been around long enough. I can say I like some. I do love the older stuff, quote unquote older. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. It's harder with the, with the newer stuff, but I think that's just part of it too, is because. The newer stuff my ears are not trained for there's a i can't remember where i heard this but there's um they've talked about like how with music after the age like 14 or 15 your ears have been trained to listen to to listen to whatever it's current when you're 14 13 14 15 or whatever so that anything you hear after that if it's not similar to what was popular in your formative years you kind of reject it. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. I mean, that that's the the. But can you can you retrain yourself though? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you. I think maybe you can retrain yourself. Like if if you take the time and actually, you know, try to push that aside. Mm-hmm. You know, push your 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 that that maybe phenomena aside. Mm-hmm. 
that maybe you can because I, I don't I don't know I just think that's happened to me because as a grown up I've heard some stuff that's been like oh I really like that unless of course it is very much like what I used to know mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and really double check right you know to see oh you know maybe I'm 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 connecting that to something that I've already heard and I think it's, that maybe it's similar enough right well it's kind of hard too because be, especially now everybody samples stuff that they grew up with because sampling of course has become so oh, prevalent yeah it's true so. It's a catch twenty two. Well, other otherwise, you know, great music's already been done, so they gotta yeah. go back. <laughs> well, it's a catch twenty two because then it's like, I like the original. I don't like how they yeah. redid this. And that's how my like I've said that on the podcast before, like how for my parents, mm-hmm. especially my dad, you know, he liked the original song. He didn't like what especially when it came to rap, because uh, he's not a he's not a big rap fan. Um but when it came to that, he's like, Yeah, I don't like this because they're ruining the song. Well, I'm in the same position now because when I listen yeah. to what's on the radio now, um, they're sampling stuff from when I was eight, nine, ten years old. It's like, yeah, you're ruining the song. <laughs> like, this sounds well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Liam's friend Alex and I had a, a conversation about that because, uh, okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna use the song. Um, uh Along the Watchtower. I'm going to use that as an example, okay? Because we were sitting there, and um, I have two favorite versions of Along the Watchtower. One is, of course, the Jimi Hendrix version, because that's the first one I heard. The second one is uh, done by Bear McCready. He does the soundtrack for Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he's doing also now the soundtrack also for the, the new Lord of the Rings TV show. Okay. Um, the Rings of Power, whatever. But anyway... So, uh, so he, because, you know, Battlestar Galactica reimagined, no spoilers, that shit's like 20 years old, so get over it. Uh, it is. <laughs> it was like 2003. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so when he did it, when he did that song, the whole entire thing is their Cylons and their trigger is that song. Mm. Okay, so, 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 but the way he did it is like, it's so fantastic. He's got all these drums, and he's really made it like a big, huge production, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, there's Jimi Hendrix version, which is the version most people know. But there's the original version, which is because the song was written by uh, Bob Dylan, and he recorded it also. I don't like that version. Mm-hmm. But so Alex and I, this summer, we were talking about that because we heard you know, uh, it, it playing in something. I was like, oh, I like this version. And Alex is like, ah, I kind of like the Bob Dylan version better. And I'm like, why? It's not as good. He goes, I don't know. He's like, I, I feel that way about several songs. And he said, I think it's people tend to like the version they hear first. Yes. Better than other versions. And I said, okay. I said, well, but I also use the song, you know, as an example of, I think Bear McCready's actually is better than Jimi Hendrix's version. Even though I heard Jimi Hendrix's better first. And I said, I think there's some exceptions to that. You know, as far as like maybe how people's taste runs, like I don't like Bob Dylan's version. I do like Jimi Hendrix's version, but I do the Bear McCready is like phenomenal mm. to, to to me. So so I think it, it's a personal choice. But I think what he's saying, what Alex is saying, is going along with what you're saying, right? Mm. It's kind of like you you hear the song, you know the song, and then when somebody redoes it, okay, I'm gonna use Christmas songs as an example. Oh, yeah. So the other day, Doug and I are in Michaels because we're getting some stuff. And, well, why else would we be in a Michaels? But we're in a Michaels, <laughs> and we're getting some stuff. 
And the song that Mariah Carey is, you know, extremely famous for for Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is You, mm -hmm. right? That song is playing, but it's not Mariah Carey singing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ugh. Was it two guys? Who is this singing? they played it? one on the radio no, it was one yesterday that was, yeah. it was an R&B version. No, it's just one dude. Like, and, and this is not R&B. This, this is just like a, I don't know who it was. Okay. It wasn't a country version either, because otherwise I would have been like, what the crap is this? I'm, I'm very vocal when it comes to music being piped into stores. <laughs> so anyway, so um, so I hear it. I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, well, it's not the worst version. Okay, it's not, it's not extremely terrible. I said, oh, I looked at Doug, and I was like, hey. I was like, uh, I don't know who does this, but I, I think I like the Mariah Carey version better. I like hers better. And this guy, this <laughs> This bald guy in the aisle is like, ugh. <laughs> I wanted to go, motherfucker. It's a matter of personal taste, mofo. Right. <laughs> you don't have to go, ugh, and roll your fucking eyes. I promise you, I do not like whatever banjo shit you like to listen to. <laughs> but I was just I was just like, I kind of looked at that dude, and I was like, I'm just going to ignore him. There's there's absolutely nothing that will come up. He no, said right. about it. However, right, because, but again, the song, they, the, the version they were playing wasn't terrible. It just wasn't my style, whereas I like Mariah Carey's because it's bouncy, it's it's mm. Mariah Carey, you know, mm. it's it's fun, and I like the way it sounds. Mm. But if you listen to, like, all the Christmas songs that have been done by everybody on the planet, because everybody's done all the Christmas songs, right? right. We talked about this with our Christmas song episode. I will never like anybody else's version of Santa Baby except Eartha Kitts. I don't care who you are. I don't care. Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby is the only version. That's true. I get that. Well, and there's, there's, um, I guess keeping in theme with Christmas. Um, so there's Silent Night. Of course, everybody in their mom has done mm -hmm. it. For me, it's um, the Temptations version. But I also like, yeah. um, well, okay, they call it Silent Night, but it's not really Silent Night. Um, in Vogue does a Christmas song. And the chorus is silent. Night. God, I love it, folks. Right? Uh, <laughs> I do. I, lo I love them. They're so great. They're, okay, I'll send it to you. Uh, but it, it's it's not silent okay. night like we know it, um, and it's not like a remix yeah. either. the The chorus they sing silent night. The verse is just basically talking about when Christmas comes. So it's not like you know, okay. silent night. Oh, they're not they're, doing that. Yeah, there's a there's a different silent night out there. So maybe they're doing the other one. Because there is another another Christmas song called Silent Night. Oh, really? That is that is that is different than the the, the one that you just sang, Silent. Night. Okay. Yeah. Huh. There's a different one, so I'm wondering maybe that's the one that they've done, which is great. That's fine. I'll send it to you. I love I, did, I didn't realize. I did not know there was another Silent Night. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Learn something new every day. <laughs> well, <laughs> also. Well, and that that would be like if somebody was gonna like somebody somebody redoes somebody else's songs. You know, that's uh, true. That's a that's a new thing these days, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, like a a huge thing these days. Uh, mm -hmm. So so with that, um, you know, sometimes there has been a couple, and I can't place it off the top of my head, that I think is pretty pretty better than the original, other than you know, along the Watchtower, but or anything that that. <laughs> Uh, Bob Dylan's ever done has been done better by other people. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't like Bob Dylan's voice. He's a great songwriter. Don't get me wrong. He's just not. But I can't imagine somebody redoing one of Janet's songs. They've tried. Um, 
Have they? They did. Um, so in the, I did not watch it, but the Cinderella movie that came out in 2000, or 2000, wow, that came out in 2021. Was it last year? Or was it 2020? It's all a blur because of Rona. But anyway, the recent Cinderella movie yeah. that came out, it was yeah. on Amazon Prime. They did Rhythm Nation, and it sounds terrible. It uh, does. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody else's voice doing yeah. that. Well, that, not even that, but it's like it's because, of course, it's supposed to be in the, in this version of Cinderella, whatever, whatever this world is, because they were taking like popular songs, um, and you know, redoing them because it's not Disney. Disney didn't do this, um, so okay. it's I believe it's on Amazon or was on Amazon. Um, it stars Camilla Camilla ah, Camilla Cabello as Cinderella, and James Corden is in it. Um, Billy uh, Billy Porter, that's his name. He plays like the fairy godmother, or, or in this case, like the fairy god something, something or other, whatever. Um, and they're taking popular songs. Your microphone oh. is your microphone just went in and oh. out for a second. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. All right. So anyway, Billy Porter is in it. Um, mm -hmm. He plays the okay. fairy godmother character, or whatever, or whatever he is in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they take popular songs because um, it's a musical, of course, and one of the songs is Rhythm Nation, and it's just like, why? And it sounds uh, really, mm, yeah. Awful. I would be, I would be, yeah. Awful. I would be. That would be very suspect. Yeah. So there's that, and partially, I will say a large part of it is. I mean, it sounds bad to begin with, but I, I will say my ire is because, you know, I live and breathe Rhythm Nation, so. You know, for anybody yeah. to come in and just insult and assault my ears with this, this. Well, it's like it's like when they did that tribute to Prince at the Super Bowl. Fuck y'all for singing his songs. No. Yeah, Justin Creston. <laughs> no offense to Bruno Mars. Well, pff, we're gonna leave him out because what? Yeah, yeah we're gonna leave him um, out because he's a better comedian than singer. So I just he just is. You are correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, no offense to Bruno Mars, because I do like Bruno Mars, mm -hmm. but... He's not Prince. I just... I, yeah. He's not Prince. Yeah, and, you know, again, some, some people, it's okay to redo their songs, and they're they're probably happy for it, too. Yay. Mm -hmm. And to do just basic, just general standards. You know, how many people sang Stardust? Uh, although, as far as I'm concerned, the, the really old song, Stardust, mm -hmm. the, only, the only singer of Stardust is Nat King Cole. Ah. Because his voice... Yes. His voice was... I mean... Oh my god! And every time I hear that song with him singing it, literally, I get goosebumps and my eyes start to water because I'm gonna cry. Yeah. It sounds so, it's just so beautiful. Like some songs, just you get you just uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's one of them. It just it just kills me. Um, so yeah, so okay, bring it back to Janet. Well, also um, in 2001, they did yeah. an Icon Award, MTV Icons. Um, it was in promotion of the All For You album. And so MTV okay. honored Janet as their first MTV icon. And oh. it was dope. It was really dope. That's also part of what inspired That's me nice. to do the dance. Because at the time, they got Pink, Usher, Maya um, to do a dance tribute to Janet. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was cool. Oh, nice. so it was really cool seeing Pink do Miss You Much. Because yeah. she started it, and she was wearing kind of like what Janet had on in the Bishy Much video. Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. did the chair part, and um, 
uh, and that I thought that was really dope too because they it, what they did was they had Pink and the dancers on stage and then they played. Are you trying to bring dope back? <laughs> you said what? Oh, am I trying to bring dope? Back? You're trying to bring dope. I didn't back? know it went anywhere. Did, did I? You know, I'm old. I'm an old soul, so I'm, I I don't know what the cool slang is these days. I just I just I absolutely think it's it's fantastic because I'm trying to bring back other words too. Yeah, I didn't know dope went away. Keep it. Keep saying it. Keep yeah. saying it. I'll start. I'll I'll restart saying because I used to say it. Too. It is I'll dope. I didn't mean. I did not mean to interrupt no. you. I'm sorry. It's just it's like in my head. But I'm 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 trying to bring back some old fashioned terms. Right. Also. Some, yeah. Um. Well, what was it? Oh, so the pink and the dancers on stage, yeah. and they had like the part of the video that they were reenacting on the like a jumbo screen behind them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that was cool. Um. And then Usher did all right the song not like he did all right though he did the song all right (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, Maya did uh, the pleasure principle like when Janet's doing like her solo dance in the mirror and stuff Yeah. and then at the end um, everybody comes together and does a mashup of if which is the that one and uh, a rhythm nation at the end and I was like, that was really dope. It was really great. That's um, cool, yeah. And it was really cool. The only thing, it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was it was an interesting idea. So um, when we were talking about people redoing songs, they had Macy Gray, Destiny's Child, and Buck Cherry. Macy Does anybody Gray. remember Buck Cherry? I have no idea who that exactly. is. Exactly. No idea. Right. Uh, I know who Macy Gray is, but she hasn't been around in forever either. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, like she was still, she was like still blowing up, kind of, um, because she hadn't had like that that I, okay. I try to say goodbye and I choke song yet. That hadn't come out yet. Yeah. But Macy Gray was like at least known enough apparently to be at this uh, at the MTV Icon. Anyway, they had they had these three acts there. And they they did different renditions of Janet's songs. So Macy Gray did Love Will Never Do Without You, which started out fine. <laughs> but Macy Gray can't sing. So <laughs> Oh, that's right. Well I forgot. Well, she has a very niche key. She does. Well, okay, she can sing, but so it like, has to be her own key. Her voice honestly is not like and yeah. again because Janet it's not Janet well, well Janet gets this this flag too because Janet's voice is designed a certain way so Macy Gray's yeah. voice is designed a certain way Macy Gray's voice it does very well for jazz and like maybe mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not bebop but um, like I don't even say alternative like maybe trip hop type of style or uh, okay because she was on a she was on a Black Eyed Peas song and she sounds actually really good. Like if she stays in her pocket or whatever, her voice mm-hmm, actually sounds mm-hmm. really good um, in like certain certain presentations. She just doesn't have any kind of range. It's like I said, it's very niche. Mm-hmm. It's very you know. Well, and specific. And then the way that they did the song, it started out good. It's like oh, I kind of like that. It got like this little kind of little kick to it or whatever. Okay, but you know, then she goes yeah. into her Macy Grayness, and I'm like, nah, boo, you don't have to, you don't have to shut that down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> No ma'am. No ma'am. And then <laughs> Destiny's Child, they did uh, Let's Wait a While. And that was good. Because, um, of course, they're a trio 
by now and they're harmonizing and it, and it sounded really good. I was like, okay. Um, and then Buck Cherry does Nasty. And honestly, if the, I forget who introduced them, but if they didn't tell you they were singing Nasty, you would have no idea what they were doing. Really? Oh my gosh. It's, it's. Seems like that's a pretty distinct song. Yeah. Well, mm, Buck Cherry is like a, or I guess was a, uh, they're not metal. They were rock, but it, it wasn't like pop rock. They were definitely like mm, alternative, I guess. Book cherry. I guess. I'm not really sure what to categorize them as. Um, but. Did they ever have like a hit? I think, I think they, they have a song called Crazy Bitch. I think that's them. I don't know. B U C Cherry. Because there's no K yeah, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry. But yeah, it was crazy bitch. Yep, that is them. Okay, yeah, they. Two thousand five. Man, <laughs> if you again, if nobody told you it was nasty, the only reason why I knew, aside from the person telling me, I forget who introduced them, but um, there's a part in the song because you get the the right. You can hear that on the guitar. But as far as like even hearing the words, like the verses, I just hear this man shouting. And I have no yeah. idea what's happening. And so I'm like, did somebody pay y'all? Are you are you guys jam <laughs> fans? Or is it was it... Yeah, do you even know? Exactly. Who she like is? is this just like a gig for you? <laughs> have you ever I heard of her? Yeah. I don't really understand why. Is this we'll do it because you pay us, yeah. but we don't know is what we're doing. Is this for like yeah. The alternative audience that are that may be checking into this, just you know, are you like trying to bring in a fan base or something? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know, but it it did not work well. <laughs> I'll 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 YouTube it later. Yeah, see it. it's on. Yeah, it's all it's all. On and YouTube. we'll do for, so we'll do an update. Yeah. kind of thing. But um, that was interesting. And then um. We don't have to talk about the Super Bowl because I've, I've 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 made my feelings known about the Super Bowl. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I will say though, however, after that, um, tying it back to my time in school, I did notice that you know a lot of the opinions had shifted, and so when I would perform, Janet, it actually kind of became like an act of defiance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, which is weird. Yeah, well, because people were like. Oh, why are you doing that? Or you know, or she did this and she did that. I was like, I don't give a damn. And it's like, but you, you can't do that anymore. It's like, fuck. I'll show you. I'll do Janet and then some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like, yeah, I'm... I t I always forget about that Super Bowl thing. Yeah, I I thought it was such a a non thing mm -hmm. that I just I because I I honest to God I was watching it. I didn't see it. I didn't either. I recorded they, it. They cut back so fast. It's like what the I recorded what, it. Was My mom about? was watching it in the living room. And I was watching it in my room, and I recorded it um, just because it was Janet. And then when it happened, I was like, "Wait, was that her? Wait, was that her breast? Did that happen?" And my mom's like, "Yeah, it was." It's like, oh, oh wow, okay. And okay. and then oh, the, oops. the thing that really got <laughs> me about all of it was the United States, anyway, had seen Janet's breasts before. Like, do we remember the Rolling yeah. Stone cover of '93? Right, like yes, like yeah, you did exactly. not see the actual, but like she was topless, and we've seen um, music videos and her tour. Um, 
Well, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, which is so funny. Like, kids are watching the Super Bowl in the middle because it's late at night. Mm, but even if they are, like, so Especially what? in the East Coast. Because even Janet made the point to yeah. Oprah two years later. It's like, kids can watch. They play any and everything at all hours of the day. Like, the internet wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily, like, the internet yet. But... Um, Close yeah, I mean, it was close enough. Well, that and then when that came out, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, because like that was 2004, mm -hmm. but also, you know, mm -hmm. you got your uh, soap operas, you got A um, and E, which showed you all kinds have, of shit. <laughs> you know, and if they have HBO or any of that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I promise you, those kids are watching stuff. Well, the, and it's like it was like it wasn't it was on there so short of a time. Again, I didn't see mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. And then everybody's making a big deal, and I'm like, I don't. How are you gonna blame somebody for an accident? Mm -hmm. First of all, it wasn't like that. It was done on purpose. She didn't say, "Here's my tip, right? America." Well, the thing was, it wasn't like that. It was supposed to. It was an accident, it, right? And it was supposed to rip away and show the red lace or whatever she had underneath. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking what what was supposed to happen was when when they got to the part where they said song, it was supposed to cut to black, mm -hmm. but it. The whomever was doing the lighting or whatever missed their cue, and yeah. so it was like, "I'm gonna have you naked by the end of this song," accent. and it goes like, "My song when he rips, it goes dark." It's like, "Did he do it? Did he do it?" or whatever. But the cue was yeah. missed, and it ended up coming off. It's like, oh shoot! Like that's to me. Obviously, we'll never know. But um, yeah. And again, I don't think it's. Uh, it's to me, it's not even an, any kind of. Event. It wasn't, but it's a non thing. The, the, the reason why I became a thing, of course, is because this is all happening at the time where, you know, the United States is now in a war, the, the political right is um, or has gained more traction at this point. I mean, they weren't as, as ridiculous as they are now, but um, they were still like, what's the word I'm looking for? Coalescing um, um, their power yeah. and everything like that. I mean, you still had Bush as president. Um, that was an election year, and um, and then um, the documentary with Michael Jackson had come out um, a few months. Uh, actually, no, at that point, a year and a half before. So now they're accusing Michael Jackson of child molestation. So you have all of these things happening, and then Janet, who's for the most part been like scandal proof throughout her career up to that point. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, we could definitely jump on this and then use this as like the main attraction, <clears throat> excuse me, or distraction while we do all of our other shit over here. And so that was basically what yeah. it was. Because now, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like Colin Powell Jr., who was part of the FCC um, board or whatever at the time, he's like, yeah, I think we blew that out of proportion. It's like, yeah, you could say that, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 16 years later, I think, well, actually it was like eight, because this was 2012. So, yeah, you say this eight years later, but the damage has been done. Also, yeah. the the person in charge of blacklisting Janet, Les Moonves, um, and this is this is part of the conversation why Justin Crestonflake got to skate on by, is because Justin went in and like, so the story goes anyway, obviously I don't know, but the story goes that um, he was going to get blacklisted too, but he went into Les Moonves' office um, and basically like begged not to be blacklisted. Like he cried and everything. <laughs> and that's what 
He blubbed on the block. He did. Well, and let's move there's one of Janet's do the same thing. And she was like, I'm not doing that. Like it's an, it was an Fuck accident. Fuck you, yeah. yeah. So. Fuck you. And if America can't handle a little bit of a nip slip, then Paris Hilton would be out of business. Exactly. Kim Kardashian wouldn't have a career. But anyway. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, but there's also. <laughs> none of the Kardashians. None of the would have a There's also the conversation again about, oh, yeah, race. So. Um, but it's kind of funny how things went. Uh, how mm-hmm. karma works. It may take some time, but it does come back around, or at least America's conception of karma, because it's not what karma actually is. But since we say what goes around yeah. comes around, it took some time, but hey, what, 16 years later, Les Moonves is getting uh, booted out because he's caught up uh, in his own scandal. It's like, so you sitting up here yeah. pushing this whole idea of like family values and what's decent for TV, and he's caught up in the Me Too movement because he was doing some some yeah. shady shit himself. Yeah, like, that's what you get, you punk ass bitch. Anyway, so God knows what he would have expected Janet to do if she went to his office. Exactly. That nasty motherfucker. Exactly. Ugh. All right. So then, well, um, we'll wrap up too because I know okay. it's it's getting there. But um, I, all of that is to say, after that, of course, there was like what Janet fans refer to as like the dark period. Um, where the music yeah. wasn't, it, it, it's not that it wasn't good, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Um, and it, I will say, like, especially as a diehard Jamie fan, it took a little bit for some of the the later stuff to hit the same way. Because, um, like, from 2006 forward, there's still some good songs in there, and, and I, um, I'll still dance to some of them, or I'll still play them, or whatever. But there was definitely like a shift. Um, oh. And then um, after Michael passed, uh, she took some time off. Um, but then she came back in 2015. And it's not a bad album, but I was, I think for me, it was my expectations were, were elsewhere. And so. What, what's the album? Is um, it? It's called Unbreakable. Um, okay. And it's, it's not a bad album, but it's. It's not what I I was anticipating. So there's kind of like this yeah. this disconnect when I listened to it where I was like, hmm. I was expecting one thing and got something else. I'm not sure how I feel about it. And so I'm kind of trying not to fall into the same trap for her next album, which was going to be called Black Diamond, and it may still be. Um, that was supposed to come out in 2020, and then 2020 is 2020. So now she's yeah. going on tour uh, next year and it's called the Together Again Tour, so I'm assuming the album will be called Together Again. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh. also was annoying because she's coming here on Jan- or January, June second, mm-hmm. and I have to pay my rent June first. Like, damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I digress. I <laughs> so yes, that is Janet. Janet, Miss Jackson, because yes. I'm there. That's right. Talented and beautiful yes. and iconic and a role model. Well, like without Janet, you I would like not it. have Beyonce or Sierra or Summer right, Walker right. or The mm-hmm. Weeknd or. Um, like, I like I, yeah, I like it. It's just 
the way that people perform, especially if you if you're somebody who sings and dances, the main one aside from Beyonce, Britney Spears, she talks about how mm-hmm. Janet is such an influence on her. If you watch Britney Spears, like Britney Spears was supposed to be quote unquote the next Janet Jackson at the time, but Britney Spears was blowing up. And Britney Spears was at the top of the pop charts and stuff like that. People, of course, made the comparisons with to her uh, comparisons with her and Madonna. It's like Britney's like, I mean, yeah, Madonna's great, cool, but it's Janet. Like, all this yeah. is this is Janet. The way that she dances, the way that she does sing mm-hmm. and dance, the cadence of her voice, her persona when she performs, that's all Janet. And yeah. she makes no qualms about it. Like she says, like, yeah, yeah, that's Janet. So, uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. you know, who actually uh, mm-hmm. she worked with Janet. Uh, she danced for her a little bit. She was in the "That's the Way Love Goes" video. Uh, Ashanti. Uh, who else? I mean, the, it's a long ass list of people, and that's just, of course, the United States. You go across the globe. Like Janet has like her her oh, biggest sure. uh, fan base is actually in Japan. They love Janet Jackson over there. Oh yeah. So the Japanese have pretty decent taste. They like they liked her. They absolutely love Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have decent taste. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it just it's it, I will always always sing her praises because uh, she deserves it. But um, she's always been underrated because of course she's. She's and she's made a point of this. Like she, she wanted to make sure that she didn't ride her brother's coattails, and she's made it a point. Like right. she is. That's why. That's why she has Janet the album. Like it's Janet. Period. Like it's just her. Or you know, my first name ain't Baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson. If you nasty stuff like that, it's like it's always been mm-hmm. a declarative statement because of course it's like you're only famous because of your brothers, or you're only popular because of your brothers. It's like actually right. no, Janet is popular because of her there's an interview with yep. her and i liked her separately huh i liked her separately from yeah. michael i liked her more than michael you know mm-hmm. but i she i never thought of them together right well there's an interview the, her first interview she did with oprah uh during the velvet rope era um oprah had asked her a question like do you feel are you one of these people who feel guilty about your success that she answered janet answered yes and um, then the audience was like, what? And she's like, well, I'm getting better about it. And Oprah's like, well, you're famous because, or you're successful because of you. And so the audience is like going crazy and clapping and everything like that. It's just like, and Oprah's saying, you know, if you were only famous because of your brother's name or, and whatever, then you wouldn't have lasted, but you've been here and you right. made this connection. So, you know, you are successful because of you. It's like, yeah. You. Like Janet mm-hmm. is Janet. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Jackson. I love the way you make me feel is, is one of my favorite songs. When mm-hmm. I was little, I emulated Michael Jackson all the time. But Janet, Janet's music, again, Rhythm Nation, that definitely that spoke to me on a different level than Michael's right. songs. I think Michael's Michael's mm-hmm. stuff was more definitely performance based. Um and again, I mean, I wanted to be Michael Jackson when I was little, but um, as far as like music with a message and, and and then taking that and actually having an impact on somebody else, that was definitely Janet. More so, in fact, because 
uh, Michael credits Rhythm Nation for influencing his Dangerous album because he starts to talk about more socially conscious things on that album and that's in direct oh, yeah. consequence to Rhythm Nation so Janet for life, oh, Janet forever yes, Janet for life and if anybody got a problem, you can catch these hands come find me, 1814 Boulevard if you a Janet fan, you can get that reference anyways exactly. <laughs> <laughs> alright, well then let's, let's talk about where they can contact us and then let's talk about another artist and, and his music that's at the beginning and the end of this podcast okay who's influenced by Janet right. and also a fantastic artist. <laughs> so where, where where can they get in touch with us first? Though? You can get in touch with us uh, at offkilternofilter at yahoo.com. Email us there. You can also tweet us at nokilter. We're still there. <laughs> Elon yeah. hasn't chased us off yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, he can kiss my I know, right? Though. And um, you can also message us on Facebook, uh, Off Kilter, No Filter Facebook group. Um, and yeah, yes, sir. You don't have a phone number. I don't want y'all calling me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the music at the beginning and end of this episode is by an artist inspired by Janet's. That artist is Byron Alexander. Uh, yeah. You can hear Byron Alexander's music. I'm referring to myself in a third person because I want to. Uh, <laughs> Why know, not? Right? Because I'm Byron, Mr. Alexander, if you'd ask. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the name of the song is uh, Very Well I Know. And you can find that album. Uh, the album is called Square One. You can find that on Amazon. There's a link in the description. Uh, any Anywhere you Fantastic. stream music. Uh, there is it's even the even the album art is inspired by Rhythm Nation. It's in black and white. And I'm wearing black and I have on the black hat and I'm looking at the camera yep. very sternly. Yes, very sternly. I did. I need to get a signed <laughs> copy by Janet. Like, hey Janet, can you sign my album? <laughs> anyway, right. um, so yes, that's where you can find the music. I don't know. You know what? I thought about maybe like using one of her songs for the intro on this one, but I, I don't know. That's a maybe. Or maybe use the pledge from Rhythm Nation. Which one? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, you can also find uh, my music on another podcast. The podcast is called Women Committing mm -hmm. Crimes, um, which is ending soon. But. Uh, it's still up there for you guys to listen. The songs there are Forgive Me and Who. Um, and that is hosted by Mrs. Tammy Chase. Um, who who has That's another me. podcast coming up, and I'll let her tell you guys that. And mm -hmm. I think that's it as far as like announcements or information. So what she got? Yeah. Uh, that new podcast will launch after the first of the year. I'm not sure when. I got 364 days after the first of the year. <laughs> so we'll see what day it launches. But that'll be about female comedians. I'm, I'm not going to do the female criminals anymore. I want to put something a little bit more positive into the world instead of contribute to all the negativity. Mm -hmm. There's enough true, true crime podcasts out there. So, you know, y'all dig in where you want to. Your guilty pleasure. However, um... I'd like it if, you know, guilty pleasures also went to the funny side. So 
we're gonna I'm gonna the next podcast will be me talking about female comedians uh, the first episode when it does launch uh, will be about Lucille Ball not Lucille Ball <laughs> but Lucille Ball <laughs> Do they have my degrees for like a word for like did you get people's names wrong or is it just like I don't I don't we'll have to look that right. up because that that's yeah I do that all the time too <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and I I'm not gonna say the name of the podcast yet I'm not gonna do that until I launch once I launch then I'll I'll say the name of the podcast because uh, I still have to research that and make sure nobody else has that right. um, and then uh, so yeah look for that soon and other than that I got nothing going yeah. on except you know, oh, I have to pee right. and go eat my pizza I will say the last thing is that I am happy that Janet is having an, it seems to be having like another career resurgence yes absolutely um, and it's kind of yes. it's it's both a good thing and also kind of a dagger in the heart um that the the newer generation Gen Z is like discovering her for the first time. Um, part of that is because of 2004, but um, it's interesting to see people's like reaction videos to Rhythmation or uh, yeah. or If or whatever. And they're like, oh my god, that did you see this? Did you see that? That is just so dope. Blah 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 blah. It's like, oh children. Mm-hmm. And, and then I go and like, <laughs> this video or or. I remember doing this live, at 14 or live whatever. Live vicariously through them. Yes, maybe. yes. Live vicariously through them, though. Like, rediscover it through their eyes, too. That's true. You know, the wonderment of watching those things. Yes. You know, I, I do that with, you know, also. So, that's cool. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad that it is. I'm glad that she is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are, are starting to, you know, uh, she's reaching another generation. I think that's fantastic yeah. because... You and I are two different generations, and she's reached both of us. Right. You know, much, and then, you know. And, so, and I, that's great. I wanted that's to fantastic. model my, well, career, but like my music and my mm-hmm. quote unquote reach, that's how I, I wanted to uh, impact people. Because uh, you notice sure. now, it's like yeah. a lot of people don't have that same impact anymore. But it, part of that, too, is that would be a separate podcast episode. But a large part of that is because the music industry is not the same as it was when Janet was, you know, in her heyday. And also, yeah, um, yeah. the music industry or artists, or, and I call them entertainers because they're not really artists these days, they're not designed to be out there like that. Um, yeah. And that's just, it's, it, that's more from like a, a, a production standpoint. But again, that'll be mm-hmm. maybe next week's episode or a different episode. But, I could get into the nitty gritty of the music industry and how artists are packaged these days versus the the ones that we grew We've up with. We've already done that one. Well, that's I true. I thought we already did well, we one. did that with like MTV and stuff like that. But that's true. Because mm, um, yeah, okay. I mean, it all connects. But, you know, long story short of just saying, okay, Janet, as an example, why we know her as Janet versus yeah. a Summer Walker. And it's not to compare those two those two artists um, because it's not a fair comparison. Oh. Like Summer Walker is I don't in a know who Summer Walker right. is. Right. Well, exactly. She's in a whole she's in a different category because she's in a whole oh. different space with the music industry as yeah. opposed to Janet. It's how people like say like Beyonce is the Michael Jackson of this era, which is which isn't true, but it's it's hard to make it's hard to make that comparison because Michael Jackson, of course, is Michael Jackson. Beyonce is Beyonce. And yeah. the thing about it is what Michael Jackson did 
is because of how the music industry was at the time when he did it versus what Beyonce is doing now because of what the music industry and 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 technology too um what it allows her to do so it's not fair to make that comparison people we do that right but it's 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 a false equivalency basically so yeah. there's there's a lot more that goes into it when, when we're talking about quote unquote artists and entertainers. So that'll be a different episode. So anyway, that's yeah. my 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 small little soapbox speech. And again, Janet Jackson is awesome. Y'all can fight me in the comments. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should be fighting. Yeah, honestly, no fighting. I I don't see how anybody would say anything negative. So yeah, that's that's uh. That's all I got. Yes. So, guys, have a good one. Happy New Year. And we will see you next yeah, time. Happy New Year. Yeah. Go listen all to right. some Bye-bye. Janet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.